Hi, everybody. It's Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain Radio. I am here with Pasha Roberts of the film A Silver Circle. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Glad to be here. Okay, so first and foremost, uh, this is a film that is libertarian. It is a direct attack on the funny money ass-wiping currency known as the Federal Reserve Note. Uh, it is exciting. It is sexy. It is dynamic. There are car chases, explosions, some good cartoon kisses, uh, which we're always worth lingering on. And you are almost ready to roll. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, we're in the, the, uh, the end stretch of it. Uh, there's only... A little bit of shooting left because we actually work out with actors the motion and then we uh, turn that into the animation much like avatar but we'll be we've just got a couple months more work um it's the death march time and basically in uh, september we'll be submitting to sundance and south by southwest soon after that so, and you're dropping a million five on this according to your website is are you guys actually on budget because uh, you wouldn't want to be doing a film against overspending and then overspend yourself are you close to being on budget no, we're actually on budget. Um, Megan will tell you that I'm um, very cheap as far as these things are concerned. And uh, it's basically, uh, um, it's a very small budget for a movie, especially with the size and uh, this look. But I've got a lot of, well, as, I guess as you, I have a lot of computer background and all that kind of thing, just pulling, putting the whole thing together. Um, and we're actually really excited. We're doing a, um, for example, for the fight scene, instead of using um, Hollywood fight actors and, Jackie Chan and that kind of thing. We're actually uh, have uh, three mixed martial arts guys coming to the studio in a couple of weeks, and so we're gonna um, redo the shoot fight with them uh, at the fight uh, with them, and it'll be kind of pretty interesting, kind of getting close-ups with the wrist locks, and um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to that. Well, I think also it struck me uh, as uh, I've produced a small movie myself that yeah. if you're wiring up actors for this kind of live action fight stuff, one thing that's really cool about that is that you have a scene in there where a woman tasers a man. And if you've already got them wired up with electrodes, you can actually just run a fair amount of electricity through those and get some very realistic tasering. I mean, this is my contribution to your creative process. I hope that you'll you'll credit me in the movie now for highly illegal suggestions. That's, that's very interesting. I really hadn't thought of that. Um, but, uh... Well, that's because you have ethical standards, but I'm bringing this to the table, which is amoral approaches to realism in acting. So uh, give, give the, a sense of the, well, first of all, give the website if you could, and then just give uh, our, our listeners a sense of what the film is and what it's about and how it's going to appeal to their sensibilities. Sure. It's, the, it's silvercirclemovie.com. Silvercirclemovie.com is the website. And there's a very active blog um, called Silver Underground, where there's all kinds of news and philosophical discussions and bloopers from the movie, all kinds of things kind of been coming through there as we do it. We've tried to be very open about our um, production uh, pipeline and how as a small scrappy studio we're able to try to do this inside of our little green screen studio. Um, and uh, what the movie is about, basically it's set in 2019. It's extreme economic collapse. Uh, there's um, you know, prices are 20 times what they are now. So I, I think our bar has a sign that has $100 beer night uh, is on the wall. Um, I've had to double the prices since we started the movie just because silver's gone up so much. Um, but the way that it, um, you know, it, so in the Federal Reserve, just in that kind of economic crisis, really just had to really ramp up their, um, their actions. So they're more militarized and They've got a couple of um, monetary um, innovations, I'll call them, that I hope they never pick up. Um, we have the um, 
that strategic housing reserve, which controls housing prices region by region by taking over neighborhoods and making them empty. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. It sort of parallels the ghost cities in China, although I guess those are built but never lived in. So they're buying up tracts of houses and emptying them out in order to prop up housing prices, right? Yeah, the movie opens with, uh, this isn't a spoiler because it's in the comic, but the movie opens with Federal Reserve troops um, using basically um, eminent domain to push people out of houses um, and load them onto buses and get them, uh, you know, forcibly take them out of their house. So it's um, it's not that different from paying farmers to destroy their crops. I mean, it's it's um, supply and demand at work. Uh, so it's uh, you know a typical way that governments intervene. And uh, there's so much stress. You're always trying to solve the last crisis. There's so much stress right now about the housing, um, and uh, you know, and there's still a lot of pent up failure inside of the housing market. I think I think it actually has a ways to go down. Uh, so, you know, so this would be a, a great thing for them to do. I hope they never do it. Um, you know, and it provides jobs because it makes builders, gives builders new houses to build. But the, the main thing that the rebels do is that they make their own silver coins, uh, silver rounds, kind of like this. And uh, you saw them at Freedom Fest or at, and at Pork Fest. But these are the, uh, they are uh, working on creating a alternate currency that is their own and that is um, resistant to the inflation that people are seeing. And is illegal in the film, right? It's illegal. The Coin Act of 2016 prevents people from making their own uh, currency of any sort out of gold or silver. I mean, it's current, currently legal to do to make a piece of silver. Uh, we've done this, thousands of them. It's illegal to do. I, as Nuthouse found out, you know, it's illegal to put dollars on it and try to pass it off as U.S. currency, uh, whether he did that or intentionally or not was debatable, but it, it's, you know, um, it's not, uh, but in the movie, it's just, it's, it's kind of like in 19, was it 32 when um, owning gold was illegal? Uh, it, it's, it's basically back to those days. Yeah, and it's always interesting to me that the Federal Reserve, the greatest counterfeiter in the history of the planet is very concerned about counterfeiting that I <laughs> <laughs> right. don't, don't counterfeit our counterfeiting whatever, whatever you, do. you do well it's you know do as I say so um, not as I do um, but but the basically the movie is a cat and mouse game between there's a Federal Reserve investigator chasing down the rebels um, you know so if you see pictures you see Jay the handsome gentleman and the and our um, and our movie posters chasing down Zoe, the um, the hot female rebel in the movie, and basically it's this cat and mouse between them throughout the whole movie. And, and of course, it's a thriller romance, so it gets very complicated between them as it goes on. And that's probably all I can say in terms of spoilers. And I also wanted to, again, not to put any spoilers in, but I think there's a very concise and well laid out form of economic education that you get just a couple of frames where some very powerful points are made uh, about fiat currency and uh, and why it's illegal and how dangerous it really is i really wanted to commend you for compressing that educational injection into a very fast moving plot oh yeah thanks i mean we really try to in a movie you have to really show and not tell and you know so we try to minimize the speech making um, you don't want the John Galt 78-page radio speech. Um, you know, well, I enjoyed that speech, but still... It, well, you, you could know. do that in fewer pages. You'd just need two-point squintovision text uh, with right. a little magnifying glass attached. So, <laughs> right. it. so it's really, you know, um, 
we try to put these things inside of the context, but just by the context of the movie Fighting the Federal Reserve, I mean, there's already a lot being said there instead of it being an evil corporation, although the Fed is a private corporation. But in this case, it's, you know, a federalized um, agency. And there's no banks in the future. We have, um, it's all Fed banks. There's the chairman for life uh, of the Federal Reserve because the Federal Reserve should be strong and independent. Um, there's a lot of innovations. What else do we do? We legalize pot. That's actually the one positive thing um, we have in the future. Right. So you're doomed, but you feel happy while you're doomed. Uh, it's a way of uh, drugging the masses when you've run out of spectacles on TV to work with, right? Exactly. It's, it's, it's um, not unrelated, you could say. So. Um, now, how long did it take? I mean, because you know, making a feature-length film is a monstrous, monstrous business. So how long did it take from concept to, I guess, here, where you're within a month or two of, of uh, finishing it? Um, we, are, um, we started thinking about it when Lehman Brothers went down at the end of 2008, um, but it was a very immature concept at that point. Uh, and so somewhere by mid-2009, we had the... Um, the basic plot down, uh, and, and part of what we realized, at first we were thinking of making a movie set in a 2008 crisis, and then we realized, no, that, that's going to be boring, nobody's going to care what a CDO or a CDS is by the time we're done, so, um, and we're considered very fast, by the way, too, for especially for That is very fast, yeah. Um, and then, um, uh, and then it took a, a year to get the script finalized, I think we finalized the script in July 2010, and that was too long. I mean, we had screenwriter problems um, that I'm doing differently now for the sequels. But the um, uh, and then, but things have come together pretty rapidly since then. We shot in, in October 2010, and um, we've just been in massive post-production now. Now, shot means that you did sort of the live action work with the sensors to help you with the animation because it's fully animated, start to end, if I understand it correctly. Yeah, it's fully animated. You won't see the actors. Right. Uh, in fact, some actors play multiple characters. We have one guy who kills himself as two different characters, or his character kills his other character, uh, if that makes sense. But the, um, but in order to get natural human motion with the way that their faces go and just kind of get the genius of them, their faces and their fingers and everything, um, we actually um, captured everything they did in our little studio and then are transcribing that over into the 3D characters. And I also, although I don't think I saw in the comic the actual head of the Federal Reserve, uh, it, it, my dream casting has always been uh, if you could get Gollum to play the head of the Federal Reserve, uh, I think that would be fantastic. You know, sitting in a cave with a pile of fiat currency, perhaps even underwear made out of fiat currency, doing some sort of dance, my precious, my precious. I think that would be uh, really genius casting. And I think he's available now because, of course, after you've done Lord of the Rings as Gollum, what else are you going to do? I guess you could play the villain in a toothpaste commercial, but it's really hard to come up with, uh, with new roles. Also, that head of the Federal Reserve, I think that's perfect casting. Maybe, yeah, maybe in a sequel we'll actually have. <laughs> oh, yeah, it peels off his head and out comes Gollum. It's really a like Gollum that. inside of there, you know. I, I, uh, I'm just looking at the webcam. I'm noticing that <clears throat> I, I, I don't see you writing any of my suggestions down. Uh, I can only assume that that's because you have a really good memory and uh, you, don't, you don't need to. <laughs> Right, right. Gollum, get Gollum. Gollum, get Gollum. Now, listen, how did you raise the money for this? I mean, 1.5 uh, is quite a serious amount of even fiat currency. So what was your process for fundraising? Well, it's just paper money, so who cares, right? <laughs> just print it in the basement. Yeah, right. Just kidding, Mr. Federal Reserve Chairman. No, no, I usually consider my emails to be read. So, you know, when we're talking about how to do these things. Um, but the, um, yeah, I mean, basically we have um, some 
um, some nice donations from some people in the community, and then um, I funded a bunch of it myself too, as sort of a, a mixture of those two, um, just to get it done. Um, at, at this stage, because we want to release it during the presidential election cycle, because all the hype will be up at that point, we're just pushing hard to, you know, it's easier to actually fund it than to, or, you know, to pay for it than to, uh, um, you know, do the fundraising. Um, there's a lot of money out there, I think. I just, uh, at this point, we're just, uh, you know, um, planning on earning the money back in the market, so... Right, spend it now before it turns into vaporware. That can be your slogan. Right, and, uh, and you are still taking. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm so sorry, sir. No, no, go ahead. Uh, I'm just saying we're also part of this is building up the pipeline and learning how to do this for next time. Uh, we've done a lot of smaller videos. We haven't done, you know, um, you know, a full two-hour uh, feature-length movie. So this is um, it's good to actually um, work through everything you have to do on a large scale so that you can. Um, get the sequels down quickly and you know we're looking at other storytelling for the future too well i think that's fantastic and uh, you're still taking donations if people want to help you of course every dollar you get is going to make the production that much more polished and you know one of the challenges with uh i guess niche market movies is to try and make them look as professional as possible from what i've seen you guys are doing a fantastic job but if people do want to help out uh, you do take donations on the website right exactly it's all right there and it's tax deductible um we're working with a fiscal sponsor um, and the other thing that it really does is that it um, not only lets the movie be better, but it lets us reach out farther. Uh, we're a big part of our concept in this is to get way outside of the choir. I mean, I think all of your listeners are not going to be surprised by what's in the movie. Um, they may have some nitpicky thing here or there, but they're basically going to agree with what we have to say and not be informed by it. They'll be entertained by it. But they're not really, I mean, they're our niche audience, but we're, we go, we have another niche audience inside the comics and animation world. And we go to those conferences, which are much bigger, like 90,000 people at a conference. And people are really excited about the characters and the look of the movie. You know, we just say it's some sort of badass fighting against the man kind of story about the Federal Reserve, fighting the Federal Reserve. And people say, oh, great, this is cool. I'm going to, I love badass fighting the man stories because everybody wants to fight the man. Right, right. And um, I, I think it's also important if you have a high-quality production. So right. if you're some libertarian who knows something about the Fed, yeah, the film may not illuminate. It will entertain, but it may not illuminate. But what's useful is, you know, sit down the family, sit down the friends and say, you know, without, ah, here's a piece of propaganda to program you about how bad the Fed is. You can right. say, you know, here's an entertaining film. And afterwards, you can say, well, what did you think about that stuff? It's good conversation entree for helping people to be exposed to the ideas. And if you have somebody in the room who knows more about it, right. who's enthusiastic about it, so much the better. That's the goal. Is this, you know, you know? By the way, the bad guy is real. Uh, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, you know, it's 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 almost who could have dreamed it up. You know, it's like the comic book bad guy of some evil corporation that controls the world's money supply in complete secrecy. So. Okay, so how is it that people can obviously they can follow uh, on your website or on the website for the movie? They can sign up for updates. Um, how long do you think it's going to be before people can see it? And how are you planning on distributing it to uh, within within the U.S. And, and other places? Well, they can actually follow it right away. Um, you know, you know, based on um, our blogs and everything. And also, there's a comic book we put out comic books two pages a week every Tuesday and Thursday. So um, there's a lot of people that are just uh, following along the story there. And I think we're at a pretty interesting chase scene right now uh, in the movie. So, so that's a way to kind of get down with the story. And we drew that separately. 
Um, for the um, actual release, we're submitting it to Sundance in September, soon after we're submitting to South by Southwest, which is our two of the top 10 movie festivals. Um, we hope to do well in those, and depending on the success in those, um, we'll be releasing, we'll determine the release date, uh, but it, we're looking to release into 15 U.S. cities uh, and, you know, and basically you know, that's our splash into the market. Uh, I'm just kind of working out distributor stuff right now. Um, and then uh, it'll be a similar kind of release pattern to what Atlas Shrugged did. Uh, we may even use the same releasing company. Um, and then at that, after that, then there's the video on demand and cable and, you know, um, international and online and DVD and all that kind of thing. Subtitles in Klingon for the niche, niche market. Uh, that's obviously very, very important. Well, I'm Again, curious uh, about Steve. international, just because it, it's um, you know in, animation is a much bigger um, genre in uh, overseas, like uh, France especially, um, and you know, and they may love seeing a movie about you know um, mayhem inside the United States. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I think if you ever want to talk to a culture that suffered under fiat currency, uh, the Japanese currently mired in their 20th year of recession as a result of stimulus uh, spending by fiat currency monsters. I think they would really get the film in a more tangible way because they're a little further down the road, and I think right. it's much more intense for them. Well, they do Greek subtitles then for it also. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If there's anything left in the euro that can be used to purchase it, I'm sure they will. Yeah. Listen, I, I want to make sure that you have enough time to continue distributing the film. Thank you so much. Uh, I'll put the the website on this. Uh, I'm, I'm really, really thrilled to, to see how it comes out. And uh, congratulations on, on making, I think, a very uh, a powerful, compelling and instructional tale. I certainly wish you the best with, uh, with it in this, in this fall. Okay, thank you, Stefan. I appreciate it and I appreciate your support over time and, you know, and also your philosophical guidance along the way. It's exciting to have um, ideas behind the movie and to have such a clear voice for those ideas. Well, thank you. And I uh, just wanted to point out to my listeners that uh, once more, he did not talk about my valuable movie making ideas. But uh, what I'll do is I'll cut off now and then I'll just cry in a corner and then I'll <laughs> fill your junk box with no, I got Gollum. Gollum. <laughs> Gollum. All right. Well, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Have a great okay. day. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.